0: woman's heart, live at the Olympia Theatre, the 20th anniversary of the best-selling Irish album in Irish history,
1: Dolores
2: Keane, Eleanor McAvoy, Mary Conklin. You were told. <laughs> I was there's a
1: gig coming over. I just saw it. A- <laughs> a- yeah.
2: uh, that still goes on. I don't know, that's exactly how I found out. <laughs> no, like, yeah, 20 years. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: Do you know, it's 20 years this year and this is how it all starts. Yes, actually, Matt, that is. Um, I did,
2: Matt, I did, because i heard it on the radio and I'd heard something about it and I said, hmm, get in there, <laughs> yeah, quick. Get in there, so hence, we have nice tickets, I gather, for the Woman's Heart. <laughs> in 1992,
1: a Woman's Heart album was released into the Irish charts. My mother, already being a fan of Mary Black, was quick to tune into the new release and became hooked, as many Irish women did at the time.
3: It's hard to think that it's 20 years ago as well. Makes you know, believe you that they were of, getting older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you look back and you think, my God, where does the time go? Because the songs and the music, you know, they're, they're as alive now as they were then and you can sing them today and remember every single word of all of them and it's only like yesterday. Yeah,
4: timeless
5: pieces.
1: Timeless. I was 15 years of age then and a typical angst-ridden teenager listening to bands like The Cure and Nirvana. But I loved music and singing, a passion I'm grateful to share with my man. When the album started touring, my man bought a ticket from my gran, myself, and herself. And as much as I thought I was really too cool to go, I went anyway. Well, because you did what you were told back then.
0: only a woman,
3: only a woman's heart can.
1: I'll never forget the feeling leaving that gig. It was like being embraced by the biggest hug. Through the songs, we as the audience had just journeyed through every kind of emotion with these women. Love, disappointments, heartache, sadness and laughter. We weren't afraid to shed a tear, sing at the top of our lungs or roar with laughter because nobody was there to judge. We were all there as women, enjoying the music and tales of these strong women and standing together united. That's certainly how I felt, and I believe other women of Ireland felt similarly. Little did I realise how much this gig and this album would become the soundtrack to our lives even 20 years on. Not only did it have an effect on us It also held an important part in the lives of the women around us And it was lovely to meet up with Martina, Ruth, Debbie and the three Marys To share in some of these memories there was nearly
2: company in their voices. Even if you were in a house by yourself, yeah, yeah. You and they were on the radio, you yeah. felt you had yeah. a friend on the radio. There was that companionship oh, about well. the music so like and your relationship yeah. with them. You felt, felt you was. knew them, even yeah. though you didn't know them, but yeah, you felt yeah. you knew them. All I
5: know is so
6: was washing, washing yeah. floors, and clean the windows. <laughs>
2: oh God, you were very good. <laughs> but
0: if I, hear, I remember stepping outside the back door and I would have had it on the radio yeah, yeah. and the girl next door, I could hear her radio and she would have maybe, you know, one or two of the tracks playing. Yeah, I could yeah. hear that as well. Yeah,
2: Because so. yeah. everybody yeah. Well. And was then amazing. Frances, when Frances Black then, you know, you got to know her better as well because she wasn't as well known. Yeah. She was the
6: quieter sister. She was the quieter yeah. sister. And then she yeah.
2: had a very big popularity for yeah. You know a certain length of time as well, yeah. didn't she? Then because she, we got introduced to her through that. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, I mean, she. Eleanor McAvoy was yes. only a child when yes. she when she started out. And really, Sharon, Sharon, and Sharon, 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 Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. You know, she's and on to great things. She, yeah, I, yeah. And they're still standing the test of time. To this
1: date, it's still the biggest selling Irish album in Ireland, having sold over seven hundred and fifty thousand copies. There were six female artists featured. Eleanor McAvoy, Dolores Keane, Mary Black, Sharon Shannon, Frances Black and Maura O'Connell. And I wondered, whose idea was it? Who was the mastermind behind it all?
4: The label was fairly young at the time. We had uh, had some success, particularly with Mary Black.
1: It was released by Mary Black's husband, Joe O'Reilly, of Irish label Dara Records.
4: We had a few other uh, albums and we wanted them just make a sampler of dara the dara sampler if you like compilation of tracks from different albums that we had that's that was the idea thing that was popular enough at the time it, an easy way to put together a compilation of your catalogue and it doesn't cost a lot to do it you know it happened that we had i think we had mary and we had Dolores keen on the catalogue as part of Daydanon, and uh, possibly Sharon Shannon as part of another album that we had, and we had some other uh, tunes, maybe some Dedan and stuff. But half of the album happened to be, uh, in fact, I don't think there were any male vocalists on it. We had tunes and so on. So, you know, we had an album, but then someone suggested that we should make it exclusively uh, a women's thing, you know. I don't know who that was. It's often it's often been talked about since who whose idea was that you know yeah. <laughs> because that was the key to it you know Mary suggested that we record Eleanor Eleanor was in Mary's band at the time and uh, it made perfect sense for the project so that's how it came to be and we took the title from the song A Woman's Heart from Eleanor's song.
0: At that time, I was uh, gigging around clubs in Dublin myself, and uh, on one of these gigs, Mary Black came down with her husband, which wouldn't have been unusual. You know, we, we you know, I, I played in her band, so you know, there'd be a bit of hanging out together. We'd we'd go see other gigs, and she said, "Oh, you're playing in such and such place. I'll come down and see that." And uh, because I was short of a number that night, I threw in a woman's heart. I, I wouldn't usually do it actually on a gig because it was a slow song, and I had too many slow songs. But I threw it in that night because I was short. And uh, the following day, uh, Joe, her husband, rang me and said, look, we heard this song last night, A Woman's Heart. And I have this idea for a compilation album of women um, where I take two tracks from women who already have albums out. Just take two tracks from each of their existing albums and two tracks from you. But he said, you've never recorded an album, so we'll have to kind of record it specially. Um, and he said, the other thing is, OK, you've a bit of a following around Dublin now, but nobody really has heard of you in the rest of the country. How would you feel about duetting with Mary on, on the song A Woman's Heart? Uh, so I was delighted, because, you know, I was playing in her band. I, you know, she's such an incredible singer. So we said, yeah, let's go in and do it.
2: Eleanor elder was trendy, with her docks and her yeah. hair and her short yeah. hair.
6: Yeah. She know. was very trendy. She was very yeah. trendy. She was sort of saying, I could be like her. I actually copied yeah.
7: her haircut after a while. <laughs> 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 people copied her haircut. you know, I'd say, yeah. She was very trendy. At
1: the time, <laughs> Frances Black's career was just starting, and she had just released an album with Ciarán Goss. But the woman's heart album was to bring her to a wider audience. What I really loved about it was when a
3: song came on, everyone knew the words, so it was something that you could kind of all sing along together with. And even though some of the songs, you know, like a wall of tears, are sad songs, but they always give you a great lift. There's a great feeling of camaraderie, camaraderie yeah, um, with the music as well. could it's sing along because they could
2: understand yes, yeah. what was being sung yeah. where now yeah. you don't know what they're saying half the yeah. time if it's rap or it's whatever else you, yeah. you certainly can't sing along to a lot of it no. but everybody could sing along to these yeah. because yeah. the voices were crystal clear it wasn't Americanized. it was mm. certainly Irish and really really Irish yeah. you know yeah. so that that's what people loved yeah. you know and it
7: was gentle and it was mm. really lovely they weren't shouting or screaming Yeah, yeah. no mad emotions and there would be one else. for you every mood you're in you know yeah. if you weren't in the best of form yeah. you could pick
2: on whichever one for yeah. Me. Yeah. 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 you could <laughs> pick yeah. so exactly that you could yeah. yeah. <laughs> pick mean, yeah. how, how do they know how do
6: they you know, know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> they didn't know
2: me so well you no know. <laughs> uh, I mean that, that one there, the, the Wall of Tears one is very. I mean oh, said, that's the real. My, my heart gosh. is broken, you yeah. know. And yeah. like it's you know, even wall a teenager could relate to that, you know, <laughs> the <laughs> first time that watch. they have the row with their boyfriend yeah. or whatever else, you know, and it's the just tears streaming down their face. Tears. yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good, you know.
3: Yeah. So yeah. there's a connection to every single song. You can be in every single song when you're there, and you feel what they wrote about because they were Irish, because they were women and it's, it's nothing that any of us haven't done or felt in our day-to-day lives, but they have the talent to be able to create the music behind it and sing it out to us, so... And
8: there's
1: An album that started out as a small, low-budget compilation, it exceeded all expectations, staying in the Irish charts for more than a year and holding the number one slot for more than four months.
4: When we started with the concept, we thought, "Well, we'd sell a few thousand of this. You know, it won't cost us much to do it." You know, that was kind of the level we were at, but it was just phenomenal the way it went, you know.
0: People say it wasn't released, it escaped, you know. It was just kind of went quietly to radio. And it wasn't a huge thing overnight. It was very gradually the airplay started building up and building up and building up. I had a record deal at this point with Geffen Records in Los Angeles, so I was over there and coming back, and um, I remember my mother calling me saying, that song's never off the radio, and I was going, yeah, 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 you know exaggerating you know as usual and I remember on one occasion coming in from into Dublin airport and it was playing in the airport and I thought oh my god and I got into the taxi and it was playing in the taxi and when I got back to my bedsit, I switched on the radio and it was playing on the bedsit. and I went okay now this is odd because I'm a woman who live you know radio is my medium I love radio I listen to radio all the time even I knew at that point well that's very unusual but I was still thinking,
5: maybe it's just a bit of a coincidence. Um, but I didn't really get how big it was becoming. And neither did Sharon Shannon. I remember the first time that I actually really found out that the album was so popular. Um, I was in a pub down in, in Dingle, um, just playing a session. After the session, the woman of the house put on a CD. And um, the woman's heart song, Eleanor's Woman's Heart, was on. And um, I was saying... What's that? That's gorgeous, and and she said, "That's the woman's heart album. You're on it." And I'm going, "Really?" <laughs> and I was going, "I never heard of it," and um, I I hadn't realised my manager John probably had it said to me a few months beforehand that um, Joe Riley was was doing this compilation and that they were they asked us for two of the tracks from my first album, so I just thought no more of it and uh, I had completely forgotten about it and I just found out that this thing was... uh flying it and everyone loved it and, I was, and, and it was the first I heard but like I said I was going oh, that. it's, it's really nice okay.
0: yeah <laughs> just bizarre I remember another occasion uh, I was in towards down anyway there was ladies of the night working although it was the daytime and uh, one of them recognised me I was just walking by and she said uh, your song meant an awful lot to us love especially in our game you know you've no idea how hard it is and just that that song meant an awful lot to us didn't the girls and they were all going yeah it did you know it was amazing it made me feel amazing I
5: was steeped in luck to be involved and thanks to joe and mary i'm very lucky to be asked because the rest was all songs and i just played instrumental music it was just potluck You know, I could easily not have been involved in it, and uh, you know, for, as regards my career, you know, everything that happens always leads to something else, and you know, the, the woman's heart was a huge, big stepping stone for a lot of us. You know, people that bought that album because of the singing, most of them probably would never have even heard of me or have, have no interest in instrumental music, but they they liked one of my most well-known tunes, the Blackbird. So I think I have probably have the woman's heart album to thank for that.
4: I think a lot of the music of that time that they were making was coming from a trad background even if if it was contemporary music it somehow came out of that 70s trad era that those women would have been part of even though they were making contemporary music they would have been influenced by that so it has that in it though so it's mainstream a lot of it is mainstream but it has a, a kind of a it comes out of that trad era so it has that kind of what I I don't know how best to describe it but has a connection with it.
2: If they could all get up on stage and sing individually and take over from the like of the Clancy Brothers and the Dubliners and the Furies I mean that's really what the music industry in Ireland was dominated by you know the folk music industry was all based around men but for a change this was women you know and that's what made it. Although back then
1: I realised the magnitude of the album, it is only now as a woman of 35 I'm beginning to understand its relevance to the changing attitudes towards women in Irish society. My mother would have been around my age at the time.
2: Everybody felt there was something for everybody with the women of the woman's heart, you know, and be it starting off with somebody as young as Eleanor McAvoy, who appealed to maybe the daughters of some of the women that went where my mother would have identified with them and maybe got solace from some of the heartbreaking stories as well, because my mother had been separated in a time in Ireland when it really was looked down on to be a separated woman, you know, and she reared four children on her own in a time where people, you know, looked down on women on their own, regardless of what their situation was. So, I mean, these women kind of gave a bit of dignity to people, a bit of solidarity amongst women. Instead of looking down their nose, were trying to encourage everybody to do the best they could in whatever situation they were dealing with. Whatever their marital situation was, you know, they felt they could look at these women and get inspiration from them because they were really inspirational women. And they were all at different stages of their lives too and they all had their own stories to tell. As a result of our get-together and reminiscing, plans
1: were made and ideas hatched. Not only were we going to the Women's Heart 20th anniversary concert in the Olympia, but we were going to put on our very own Women's Heart tribute gig. My friends and I run a local singer-songwriter night. And so... We took over the sessions for an evening on February 26th, the weekend of my grand's 10th anniversary. Um, I'm just going to introduce you a little bit to the band, uh, Tom and Bill and Robin and Mick. And as I said, we're going to start off now with um, a few of the songs from the, the Woman's Heart album. And uh, it's, a, it's a very varied album in terms of uh, plenty of slows, plenty of fasts. And we're going to bring it up a little bit more and uh, play one of the tunes that Moro O'Connell did on it. And this is called Summerfly.
3: I dream the time away in the universe inside my room. And the world was really mine from June until September. But if it wasn't really so, I was lucky not to know, and I was lucky not to wonder why. Cause the summertime is all that I remember. The summer fly was buzzing every night when I was young. In the gentle world. My it's
4: about the time that it happened. At I think it was it was just a transformation in a lot of things, a lot of people. What was happening in the country and the whole women's movement and the music and all of that. It just I think there was it just happened at a certain time that that really kicked it.
0: I think you have to remember the kind of country Ireland was at the time. You know, I mean, like, women weren't allowed to sit on juries, I think. The marriage bans didn't go out until, I think, 76. I could be wrong about that. But, uh, you know, women who were in the civil service had to give up their jobs and they got married. They had to. It was the law, you know. That is shocking. (laughs) Um, It's shocking that women weren't allowed to sit on juries, you know. um, We lived in a very different country. There was no divorce in Ireland, you know. So... We were living in different times and I think it had more relevance in Ireland because of that than it did in other countries. And of course the church, which, you know, is a male-dominated organisation, had a much stronger hold over the people of Ireland than it did in
6: any other country. In the 80s, in certain areas of our lives, women didn't have much power. There were a lot of things forced um, to be looked at at that time. And I would think that was very much part of the whole movement. And a lot of changes, a lot of changes in law um, that weren't there for women before almost 1989, 1990, which is hard to realise now, but they weren't. You know, it was like a kind of a an awakening. And I think the words of the songs and... That they chose and they wrote and they sung so well and brought it all together. Not with them would resonate today when you listen to the words. If you listen to the lyrics, they would resonate with, with women and I think that was very much part of it. It was a huge change in time in Ireland for women. Definitely.
2: Ireland wasn't really great at tapping women on the back and saying you're doing well there, girls you know, but these women made you feel you could do it. You could get up and you could do anything.
3: But it don't matter.
1: much. That was a Maura O'Connell song, uh, Summerfly. So we're going to do a tune. This is uh, Living in These Troubled Times. And um, when I was chatting to some of the women, I had them over for a glass of wine, as you do, listening to the tunes and just having a reminisce about all the gigs that we've been to um, over the last number of years. And uh, this song is actually quite apt. It's funny, 20 years later, we're all still broke again. So uh, this is uh, called Living in These Troubled Times.
3: your heart and it takes mine It takes love to be forgiven.
2: Living in these times rains, These are times that we need a bit of inspiration again and they were inspirational 20 years ago. I mean times were tough there wasn't a lot of money around then. People had exorbitant mortgages, the interest rates were really, really
7: high. At that time, there was a huge amount of people had gone to England. I mean, they talk now with the recession as if this is the first time people have had to emigrate. But I mean, at that time, I went to England. It wasn't because of the recession, but I mean, I'd say the majority of my friends had moved to America a couple of years before that as well. Now a lot of them are back, but it was the same as now. And if you're to listen to the media, it's where this never happened again. These kids were never going to come home, but the majority of them probably will. Like we all did, I suppose. Most of my friends did.
4: I think it it made a big impression abroad to the album. The feedback we got on it was really good. Wherever we sold it, an awful lot of people bought that album and sent it to sent it abroad. I mean, it was. I think the people bought two of us at the time, and they'd have their own copy and they'd send it to families all over the world.
7: Here our accents. I'd spent five years in England and I only came home late mm. 91, early 92. And where I lived in England, there was no Irish, so you had no Irish pubs. Or, you know, yeah. you're kind of removed from it. And then to get into that was just gorgeous. And right. the accents were real strong. and Whereas probably when I was younger, <laughs> I would have laughed mm. about that, but mm. it was actually really, really lovely. Yeah. 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 yeah, I kind of brought yeah. back home yeah. again. I think my favorite song at the time just thinking back um, would have been Dolores Keane's Caledonia it's just so moving and thinking back again I think it meant so much to me at the time that I was home and I was really happy to be home Um, and it became a homecoming song to me really I think it just brings me back even now when I listen to it. I'm going
1: to ask my uh, my mum to come up on stage and uh, singer, part of piece. My mum is mum to me and mum to everyone else in the audience now. But her name is actually Mary as well. So, if Mary could come up to the stage and uh, give us a couple of tunes. We'll do it.
4: Of
6: course along comes Sonny and I stood mm. in the kitchen, I was nearly in flippant tears yes, with Sonny in my lifetime I know at least two people that has happened to who stayed behind for their mammies yeah. and were left I know one young, he's a relative of mine that that has sort of happened to uh, as well um, and that still happens yeah. it's like a sentimental Irish on, yeah. song mm-hmm. but it has happened mm-hmm. and those boys then become men and they're generally lonely, they generally may not meet anybody and whatever, because they stayed behind for their mammy. But
0: my grandmother asked you my know, father, we were getting ready to emigrate to Australia, the same sort of thing. My, my grandfather died, and my grandmother said to my father, Please don't go. Yes.
6: yes.
7: And he didn't go. Yes, and he
6: didn't go. No, no and they still no. don't go. No. And, you know, no. That's, going and back. that's hard. And that was so emotional listening to that. It was nearly in tears because it's not fiction. Sonny, don't go away.
8: Thanks be to God for the national price and those friends. Now we can
6: have a third
2: party
1: pot. Twenty years on, I now have a sister who is fifteen years old. I am now my mother's age. And my mother is now the same age as my grand was when the album came out.
2: Well, that's why it became, you know, something for our family in particular. Because, as I said, we were all different ages. You had the grandmother, the daughter, and my daughter, who was the younger daughter at the time. Um, so there were three generations of women who could identify with the women of the woman's heart. The songs became like anthems to us you know i mean we sang our hearts out it said even to this day 20 years later and my youngest daughter who is a whole generation again younger than kira my oldest daughter she grew up listening to me singing at the top of my voice my heart is low i would have been belting that song, those songs out on a saturday afternoon and my youngest daughter who's now 15 um, would have heard all of these songs when i was washing the floors in the kitchen even my sister
1: Caitlin and her friend got roped into doing a song.
8: Me and Neve are going to do our own version of Mary Black's song Vanity's, but we kind of put our own kind of twist to it. Um, it is kind of like old 80s kind of, with, and if you ever listen to it, there's kind of like an old 80s guitar to it, but we took that out and we kind of made it our own. carry much sway when he come around here you can still scratch my back and I can still change sides don't carry no torch till you have it in time that I'm doing okay it's only one man Outlook It could be One more lie Look at it closely Counterfeit Mostly Yesterday's Brushwork
1: there now but there is one or two more tunes left so um, I'd like to invite um, my mother i.e. Mary Murphy back on the stage, that would be great
2: Uh, Can I just say um, something, this is a bit special tonight because this is the first time that Kira and I have actually ever sang together on stage It's the first
1: So that might be cut us a bit of slack (laughs) (laughs)
3: Anything (laughs) Slow.
1: The tribute gig had been a great night and truly put everyone in the mood for the woman's heart anniversary concert. My auntie Martina is an amazing cake decorator and had agreed to make a cake for the artists as we were hoping to meet them after the gig. We all met up in Maureen's bar in the Olympia which had ceremoniously been given its name 20 years ago at the original concert. Maureen Grant, now 86 years of age, still works at the bar but tends to leave at half-time these days. I, I,
9: was, I, I was always a dimming here in the bar, you know, i say, I want my name up in lights, because <laughs> I had the photographs, you know. So they brought me up on stage, they pulled the look here and look there, and, of course, they pulled the thing, and there's, they like, me name up in lights. Oh, it was very good. It was a, a terrific moment, but at the same time, it was very emotional. Oh, I've loads of memories, but Jesus, they're all gone. <laughs> well, I had hard times and I had great times. And the main thing is that I'm still here. It's a great old bar, all right. Over the years, a number of albums have sprung from the original
1: release. And this concert involves a selection of artists from those albums, such as Eleanor McAvoy, Mary Coughlin, and Sharon Shannon. And some newer voices also, like Wallace Bird
9: and Hermione Hennessy. Of course, it's, it's kind of a bit different because Frances Black and Mary Black, and that's not in it. But there's a, a girl on with a guitar now. I can't catch her name. But she... Oh, my God, the energy of her. She's great. The first night, all her our strings kept breaking, <laughs> but she's a great, a great actor. She was great. It's a wonderful job. Mary Coughlin, of course. Mary's a great old trooper. Mary Black... Eleanor McAvoy. I've seen them all kind of, you know. So, all the years that's gone by and all the ones coming in and going out. Right. And save me cake if I'm not here. You never can tell. You might find me here. I do it for cake.
1: <laughs> we were all so excited. We had so much fun reliving the memories over the last few weeks. And now it was here, the night we'd all been waiting for.
3: Luckily,
1: we did get to meet Eleanor McAvoy and the other artists after the concert. Oh,
7: well, here's the ladies. Here's the ladies. Yes, we do have cake. This
1: is the cake. We heard there was cake. We had a great laugh, yeah. presented them with the cake, and took a few photos. Oh, wow. yes, I did. This is my Auntie
4: Martina. I will introduce <laughs> everyone in a bit. Somebody give me <laughs> a present. Oh, is this amazing? Oh, this
1: woman. <laughs> This woman decorates. Me. This is my hobby. This is my hobby. It's is my cute. hobby. Yeah. Oh my
9: God. It looks like
1: you wear it. It looks like it Sitting here in the bar, I couldn't help but notice that warm, familiar, fuzzy feeling coming over me. I was so proud to be Irish and to be here with this amazing bunch of women. Oh my
4: God. So look at there's this. plenty of cake for know? everybody. Do you know what's in
9: it? This is chocolate ganache. Chocolate cake and chocolate ganache. <laughs> wow.
0: And I think there's plenty of cake for everybody. <laughs> Just... So I just... <laughs> and you made the cake. Yes, I
1: did. I'm expecting my first baby and hope that I can share this feeling and pass on this music to my son or daughter. And maybe, 20 years from now, he or she won't think it too uncool to come along to a gig with me and my mum. Sure, it could be the 40th anniversary, who knows. <laughs> All these people were so here did. at the beginning, 20 years ago. Were you? All, um, yeah. We have followed you all over the years, together, separately, yeah. and so we're here yeah. again 20
7: years later.
3: Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Can I you just
6: say? Absolutely.
7: Oh. Sorry, on behalf of all of us,
0: <laughs> sincerest thanks. Um, obviously for the cake.
6: <laughs>
5: but also <laughs>
0: for supporting our music for 20 years it it means a lot we thank you so much
1: for an album that was hoping to sell 3,000 copies it sure did take on a life of its own 20 years later it remains a big part of our household and now part of four generations of my family it was a pleasure to have met Eleanor and Sharon and wonderful to see they are still playing music and affecting people but to all of the six women originally involved, thank you for all the memories.
0: My heart is low, my heart is so low, as only a woman's heart can be. Tears that drip from my bewildered eyes Taste of bittersweet romance
3: You're still in my hopes You're still on my mind